0: to the Nordic football podcast. I'm Steve Witz, and I'm joined as always by Jonathan Fedduba. And we've got a special surprise uh, guest also on this show. We have the Kalmar goalkeeper Ricardo Friedrich. How are you doing?
1: Hey Steve, uh, nice to be here with you and Jonathan. We have planned it for such a long time and yeah, I'm happy that finally we could we could make it. So, yeah, happy to, to join you guys and talk a little bit about the season, about football and yeah. I'm up for, for that.
2: Yeah, thank you so much for joining us, uh, Ricardo. It's, a, it's, a, it's an honor to be with you on the show, uh, especially after you just won the award for All Spence Guns best goalkeeper. Uh, so we're sort of privileged uh, to join you. You, t- you timed it well. We've been, we've been trying to get you on the show for a very long time. And yeah. your timing is perfect because you've just won that amazing award. Yeah. <laughs> how, how are you feeling at the moment? Like, Especially, um, I understand you just arrived in Brazil. Like yeah. you know, it must be a busy few days. But how ha- how are you feeling after the
1: season, like, and winning that award? Wow, it's uh, it's been a lot to process. You know, this last week it was quite intense. Uh, when you're playing, you're just thinking about next game. Uh, and, you know, we you wanna just keep performing and and, and have solid solid uh, matches and, and achieve, yeah, your your club's uh, goal. You know, so after that, when you Finally, you get the last whistle, and then comes all the emotions, all the feelings. Uh, it's been it's been a lot uh, this week, but um, I'm I'm definitely very happy, exhausted, uh, tired. Uh, as I said, I just uh, landed in Brazil this morning uh, with my family. Uh, but it's been it's been fun. It's been fun. It's, it was a great season for me. You know, coming back from a period where I was I wasn't playing. Uh, wasn't very happy playing the time before, and yeah, I had a good match with Kalmar, and it was it was definitely a great season, so I'm, I'm very, very thankful, and just, uh, like, like I said, still processing everything, and uh, uh, yeah, then just, be- uh, yeah, I would, I would just, you know, kind of relax, and, and, and enjoy this uh, this moment, uh, forget a little bit about football, because it's pretty intense yeah. season, and uh, <laughs> I think this will but be I'm the last, good, yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure, it's good, this that will be the last, after this you can forget about moves. football for good, you know, yeah, yeah. For a few so weeks, we can, we can talk it all now, yeah, we can talk it all now, and then I can just... um,
2: so, so, so the plan yeah. for this uh, episode is, we're going to sort of start with the Osvenskamp goalkeeper of the year, Ricardo, he's going to talk to us about um, his life and also his uh, experiences in 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 Swedish football, also Norwegian football, because he's also played in Norway, so and also played in Finland, so you know you are a, you are a Nordic man, yeah. really, um, yeah. even though you're from Brazil. So I'm going to lead the interview for any listeners just wondering how it's going to go, and then Steve's going to come in as well at some point and ask some questions as well. So we're going to cover Ricardo's whole career, and he's 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 very kindly agreed to join us for the first part of the show, basically. So we'll also talk a little bit about this end of the season and maybe get one or two opinions from him about players that he would have yeah. played against, worked with, managers, etc. So Hopefully, you're going to enjoy this format. Um, so, Ricardo, I'm just going to start time. by asking Thank you, like, when did you sort of first uh, fall in love with football? Obviously, the World Cup is coming this week. When did you fall in love with football? What's your first me- sort of memory? Because you told us just before we came onto the recording that you're from Porto Alegre. Uh, yeah.
1: So, just want to know your yes. first sort of memories
2: of football. Like, what made you fall in love with the
1: game? Uh. You know, I, I have an older brother, it's only the two of us, and he was always a goalkeeper. And uh i remember just uh, as as soon as I, I start to, you know, be a little bit more independent, I think like, you know, as a kid you, you do everything, but I was I was just I was just this boy was just following the, the older brother all the time. I just wanna do what he was doing. Uh and he 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 began he, he wanted to be an outfield player, but he couldn't he couldn't manage He didn't have the skills uh so in the weekends when we'd go to our like uh, grandma uh he would put me on goal and then he he' would strike the ball you know and i I just love doing that. Uh, I remember we always talk about about those moments and uh for some reason i i i I like to play as a goalkeeper you know I always like like to to play as a goalkeeper and coming from Brazil. You know, I didn't see him playing much, but, you know, we had Tafarel that was uh, yeah. uh, my, my brother's biggest idol. And, uh, like, he's also from south of, of Brazil. And uh, he, for me, he was one of the greatest ever. I think he just brought the game to another level with his technique. And then growing up, seeing my brother also taking steps in his own career, and he left our parents home uh, early, so as soon as he, he did, we have like four four years difference, he's four years older than me, so I decided I, that's what I want to do, I don't want to, because uh, I'm in Porto Alegre now, the capital of the, of the Rio Grande do Sul, the yeah. southeast uh, state yeah. of Brazil, but uh, we are originally from Candelaria, very small town, it has like 30,000 people uh, there, and uh, so... From our hometown, nobody really made it, you know. Uh, so when my brother left and he was, yeah, you know, chasing his dream, and I, I was like, yeah, looking up to him, and uh, I want to do this, I want to do that as well. And uh, so it was like always my my plan B, and and for some reason, I uh, yeah, I, I continue. Taking steps, I left when I was 14 years old, uh, and never came back. So it's, I've been doing this for over half of my life. I'm 29. Yeah.
2: and Ta- uh, Taffarel, Taffarel was is the uh, I think 1994 World Cup goalkeeping yeah. winner for Brazil, right? The World Cup. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. Famous goalkeeper. Um, did you, did you sort of like? Did you ever uh, play outfield at all? And and also, you know, they say sort of. Uh, I know Steve loves goalkeepers, and he's a bit crazy. They say you need to be a little bit crazy to be a goalkeeper. Like you know, is is, is that true? You know what I mean? Do you have to be a bit? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I grew up with that uh, with that kind of mentality, with that kind of uh, idea, uh, and and I, I I definitely get it after a while, you know, because you need to be different at least. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but like you mentioned. Uh, Tafarel, I was. Uh, I also did the academy uh, in his first uh, club here in Brazil as well. So it's a well-known academy for goalkeepers. They also produce Alison. Wow. Uh, so we, I, I, I know Alisson super well. We, we, yeah, work together for for. Yeah, two years, say. But he was always—he was—he's one year older than me, yeah. and he was always playing for the senior team already. But uh, so, I mean, things just happen in a way that it's not usually, you know, here in Brazil, the competition is very, very high if you want yeah. to become a football player. Uh, maybe for goalkeepers at that time, not as much as a striker. But I guess for the new generation, now we're having Alisson, Ederson, etc. Yeah. Unbelievable level, you know. You 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 have more good goalkeepers from Brazil in the future. So and, uh, yeah, it's been it's been a long journey, you know. But it's it's it's, it's fun to 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 remember all those yeah. things.
2: And I just want to ask you there before we sort of move on and start, you know, talking about um, your career in Calma. Um, you just mentioned you were at the same academy as uh, Allison, and obviously Edison as well is kind of like uh, a goalkeeper who, you know, you all have characteristics of playing with your feet. You know, what I mean, being good with the ball in possession. Um, is that something that you learned at that
1: academy, or or is it just just by chance? Yeah, just you uh, you 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 asked me before if I play as outfield. I played uh, futsal. Yeah. So futsal, the goalkeeper is pretty much involved from very uh, early age. So in my hometown, there was not there's this football club that would play in the weekends, but to keep fit and training, I had to play futsal during the week. Yeah. And also playing a lot of other uh, sports because I had um, a scholarship in this uh, private school uh, just because I would play all old, old kind of sports. So I think that helped me to to develop my body and my physical condition and, and the skills. Uh, but it's not like I'm, I, I don't consider myself with that much technique. Maybe for a goalkeeper, yes. Yeah. But, you know, kind of a German hip because I have a, German <laughs> yeah, uh, roots. Yeah. so I'm not like that that mobility but uh, I I I love to be involved in the game not only by saving you know and I think uh I think that's the future you cannot go back after lawyer. you can't yeah. go back and and um
2: just finally on this point like obviously you said Allison's a friend of friend of yours um you know, do you are you still in touch with him at all? Do you do you speak to him or you know, and what do you, what are your opinions of him? Obviously, playing at such a high level at Liverpool um,
1: in England. Uh, very good. Yeah. he unfortunately, you know, he has a different routine. And, you know, his life must be crazy. We we don't really talk much, but yeah, we follow each other in the in the, in the social media. And when he achieves something, I always go congratulate him, and, and and so does he, and. Uh, but he he is taking huge steps as well. He was always very, like, amazing technique as a goalkeeper, but he was never that great with the feet. But when he moved out to Brazil, he just developed that that skill uh, in a certain way that it's, it's impressive. So at the moment, for me, he's the, the most uh, complete goalkeeper uh, and it's been for the last couple of seasons, you know, so fantastic and also a great guy unbelievable like amazing personality and uh, it's not by coincidence that he has reached such a level no? so i think he, he he really deserves and i'm going to be rooting for him in the in the world cup and steve you you love a good goalkeeper
2: like just uh who do you think will uh, be number one for brazil a- 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 edison or alison and uh do you have a question just related to goalkeepers because i know that's your your, your one of your favorite positions steve always uh, Ricardo, Steve always like whenever we talk about like games and stuff, usually I'm good at like analyzing the midfielders because we, we used to work together uh, for a data company that does football. That's how we met and uh, whenever we do analysis like usually I'm good at analyzing the midfielders or the strikers and Steve is always goalkeeper straight away like it's usually his, his position to talk about.
0: I do Excellent. love a goalkeeper. I really do love a goalkeeper. It's a, it's a pleasure to have you on the show, Ricardo. And um, I think probably the, my first question,
1: my
0: the first question that comes to my mind regarding goalkeepers is, do you think the goalkeeper role has changed since you started playing professional football? Because I think maybe 10 years ago, um, maybe a little bit more, it was more about you've got to shop stop shots, your reflexes prevent goals. Now you see all these sweeper keepers and you've got to be technically good on the ball, things like that. Do you, do you think in your time as a professional footballer that part of the game has changed to an extent that you just have to be good with your feet now a lot more?
1: Uh, my uh, personal experience it has changed from the academy. I had this coach, uh, André Jardini. He was the coach who won the Olympic Games in Brazil. First time ever, uh, and he had this idea already. He even said that at some point I'm gonna, if my keepers cannot play with his uh, the foot, I'm gonna put outfield player there. So I I I had this idea, but of course after I became a professional, change it and so on, you have you have to kind of adapt. Not all all coaches will back you up if you play that way. You know, there's some coaches just want the 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 old style goalkeeper. You know, just yeah. Play on the line, uh, play solid, safe. Don't take any risks. But yes, Steve, I, I totally agree with you. It has changed. It has changed, and, and will continue changing because now when we talk and we analyze, at least in common uh, with with uh, Henrik Ristram, we talk not only about uh, stopping goals, but stopping assists. You know, so you wanna you you, you wanna just. Avoid any any kind of risk, any kind of uh, dangerous attack. And when I'm, uh, when we are under threat, I'm I'm just uh, as a, another group, uh, another player in 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 the pitch. You know, so I, if I can help sweeping or yeah, I'm there. You know, I don't need to be hanging in, on the line and just expecting. Okay, the ball is going to come here, and I need to save it. So. Uh, it, it, I think it will. You take a little bit longer. I think it's not now that it will change completely, but I, I, I guess in the next ten years you won't see the old style anymore. Honestly, I don't think uh, it can go that way because we are we are involved in the game, like you say. You, fascinating question. The, I, I'm, I have. I have. Uh, I think if you look at my numbers, I have uh, not as high touches as my midfielders, but. Probably most uh, more touches than any other midfielder in the league. You know, like that's at least not the top five. You know, yeah, so do, it's we, like we do, we, we do have a few
2: statistics for you. So we're gonna, you know, ask you a, a few questions in a bit about about you know. So the game
1: is, is is quite intense for yeah. me. Like is <laughs> wow, I have to be on all the time, and and that's great. It, actually, it's easier. The hardest game is the, the ones that you not involved at all. And then Sally comes one ball, and you need to you know. Yeah, it's going to be the, the ball of the game. Okay, we'll have some games like that and we, because you will face opponents that play for for, that, uh, for those, those situations. But uh, at the end, uh, if you look at in general, yeah, you're going to be very involved in the games, very involved.
2: When, when did you, uh, you just mentioned obviously Henrik, Henrik Riesdrom and, and you know, for those who don't know, maybe who, who maybe new listeners or something like that, Calmar, a very possession-orientated team, um, I think highest possession statistics in the league this season, um, if not top two, definitely. And Henrik Riedström is a manager who we wrote about as well. Uh, we have a partnership with Wisecat and we wrote an article about Kalmar, obviously yourself and the team um, earlier in the season. When did you first get the call from Henrik Riedström uh, to join Kalmar, And what were those conversations like? What, what did they sort of expect from you when you had that? You know, how did the move come about and what were your conversations yeah. at the beginning?
1: And your first impressions? Yeah, it was uh, last year, around um, yeah mid October to the end that we we negotiation got very intense because there were other other clubs' uh, interest. Uh, but I don't know, there there was something with Kalmar and my moment at that time. You know, I, I I I I've said many times this season that I came to uh, I moved to Kalmar. To reconnect with football, you know, I I want to I wanted to play again, enjoy the game, you know, feel alive, remind myself how much I love play football. And when Kamar approached me and I did my research and look how how they played and yeah, I started watching some some matches as well. I was like, wow, I think I can fit in this. And now I understand why they, they want me. And then from the first conversation with, with uh, Henrik. It was just like, yeah, we, sometimes we, we would say, like, uh, I think it's, this is would, like, have to hold back because it felt so, so good from the beginning even before I played. Like, okay, this is going to really work. And now I remember when we, we saw last time in the, at the Gala in, in, uh, in Kalmar. Uh, we both agreed that we had very high expectations. Uh, but even though we we have over overachieved everything we have over performed uh and uh, comparing to what we 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 have expected so it's a great feeling it's a great feeling but it was something that we had time to sit together uh talk to he 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 sent all his uh ideas about football how much he wanted to wanted me to be involved as a goalkeeper from the very beginning so even before I moved to Kalmar to sign the contract, I already knew yeah, his mind in a certain way. And he's he like that, he is very didactic. You know, he, we, we definitely, we, we, we feel like we go to school every day because we sit and we study, we make tests. Uh, and then, we, okay, we play football as well, but we definitely analyze everything and, then, and go through all like, the principles and define them. Uh, question everything we do, so it's it's a great environment to be in, and, and that moved me, you know, I felt like, wow, this is the kind of place that I want to be, and because I can I can feel myself taking a big step in my career and my playing style there, so it was right, I guess, at the end, seeing now, it's, it, was, it was everything. When, when, so it was,
2: when you had those conversations and you had a great feeling you know you, you thought okay i'm gonna join Kalmar. um what was the f- sort of difference like you said it's like going to a school um what's the difference between that and say maybe other clubs that you've been at in the past is it more is it the fact that you you know do they do more analysis or is it like more training or what are the little differences that you would say at Kalmar? because ju- just for the listeners um mm. i know we, have, we actually have quite a lot of Kalmar fans uh, who listen to us yeah um and um, they always comment. So there's definitely going to be some comments on this show. Yeah, some good fat, uh, shout out to uh, Oscar Holt. Uh, what key little differences? Because Calmar this season, just bef- you know before you answered, Calmar this season finished obviously fourth in the league. Um, just missed out on on Europe, but had an incredible season really. Um, like I said, best possession team in the league. Played a really clear style where, you know, you keep the ball, you build from the mm-hmm. back, very, very sort of interchangeable, modern sort of mm-hmm. style of play. Yeah. Um, some people have called Riesdrom the sort of the, the Pep Guardiola of, of Sweden and things like that. Um, so, what are the little differences compared to, say, like other clubs you've been at? Maybe just like you said about being at school kind of thing that helps you?
1: Um, I mean, when I, when I was in, in Norway, we had uh, a similar environment or a similar idea about, or like with Shetil uh, Knudsen. Uh, because I was there from the scratches, like from the UBOS league in, in 2017 to to second place in 2019. And uh, so there was like a, a huge change in, 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 inside the club. Vuda you know, was just, yeah, uh, in a bad moment, they just had uh, their 100th anniversary and they got relegated and people were not uh, involved with football in in, in, in the community, so it's like very, yeah. It felt like a funeral when I walked in, and then came uh, uh, Knudsen, changing the idea, changing the mentality, changing the 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 culture. But that takes time, you know. It, it really takes time, uh, and and I I was able to see it from like I said from the very beginning, uh, and. That in a way changed a little bit for me because as we we're taking steps, Budo was starting with, with their, their, their staff with their team, they're start, starting to really go more into development. you know like they really want to take the best from every player and, uh, and so on and then they would just you, you have like individual analysis you have a clear idea how it would play. Uh, and it's not by coincidence that they have achieved what they have achieved in the, the last uh, yeah couple mm-hmm. of years. And then Kalmar came with, with that, but with something extra. Uh, because, I don't know, uh, it's some. Uh, I was even asked the, the other day uh, when I was at Gala's in Stockholm by this journalist. And he asked about Henke because there was rumors that he would leave and so on. And he didn't win the, the, the best coach in Osvansk. In, in and I just said, this guy, he's the, he's the best coach. Because the, the instructions he gives, the, the clear message for, for the players, i never seen that before, you know. Uh, you might say that sometimes it, it could take the individual part for, from every player. But when we talk about a smaller uh, club with fewer resources, uh, very like small squad. So you need to maximize. You need to maximize. And that's something that Ritzrom uh, is doing in, in Kalmar and his own, whole team. By going in every single detail, I can tell you. Uh, and I, I felt it. I felt it this year, and I felt like we, we've been giving some report now. I was flying from from Frankfurt to São Paulo in the yeah the middle of the night, and I, I had this email from him. Just how do you analyze the season, your own performance, the the squad's performance. That's the way we work. So I was just replying and, and and going into all the things that we we have we have done this season. You know, so this is the kind of environment you have in common. So if you're open minded and you have a clear goal, you're gonna reach your your, your best. Uh, you going to reach your full potential. So yeah. I think that's that's the huge, the, the biggest difference in, in karma.
2: What What did he say to you uh, about your own game when you first joined? You know, like, were there areas you wanted to improve yourself and also uh, were there areas that he maybe said to you, listen, you need to work on this maybe to even be even better? Like, were there certain maybe little things that you could maybe talk about that he yeah. maybe said to you yeah. or the team in general as well, not just maybe yourself, but, you know, to, to get the style that he wants. Mm-hmm.
1: He, he, he Like I said, he had a clear idea and we are part of that because we discuss everything. What's the benefit? We decide the players. We want to play with the ball. And then you talk about what's the benefit of that and what's what can, can be bad if you have the ball too much. All those things, you know. And for me particularly, I have a very good goalkeeper coach as well. Uh, it's uh great man, and I think we also had a, a, a good match, so he wouldn't go that specific, he had a clear, Ricardo, you're going to be the leader of my defense, and you know, we're going to do everything we can to to prevent goals, to prevent assists, to prevent uh, any kind of uh, dangerous attack, we'll have the ball, we'll take risks, but not risks, we're going to just, you know, um uh, play simple because at the end is, 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 you, you you don't need, you, you make more mistakes when you try to do something that we don't train. With. You know what I mean? So if you watch from outside from a different perspective, maybe you think, oh, this is too risky. Maybe, oh, there was small margins. But if you train that way, way every day, yeah, you're going you're gonna to succeed most of the time. But the main thing about him for me was that he gave me all the trust because when I moved to Kalmar, there was like high expectations on me. In the beginning, we didn't uh, we drop by uh, Hugh Gordon in, in the cup, and you know there were some things around. How it's always like Ah, Ricardo just he came, but he hasn't added much to the to the way of playing. You know, you get all these things from outside, but inside it was always the clear message that we believe in you. We know your skills. We know your potential. We trust you, and yeah, do your your game, play your at your best, you know. So I think that was was uh, one of the reasons that I could uh, have uh, the good performance I had this this season. But always working with the defense, we analyze, uh, you know, blocking shots, uh, positioning. Uh, different layers in the cross comes uh, you know i'm very offensive so okay if if i if i go to the ball i'm going to make clear i'm going to the ball so you guys are going to protect me you going to take away the the opponents around so you have of course on paper it looks amazing everything perfect but you have to see how it's going to be on the pitch so we had the time for for some adjustments but the thing about our group and i think the reason we, we succeed is because everyone embraced the idea. We even had this FIKA idea that I, you know, to bring the, I don't know if you heard, yeah you know, the Swedish FIKA every time. And everybody just, they loved it. And there was some, something about, we just changed the culture in, in a way that suddenly we were like, okay, we don't concede how many games we don't concede go uh, at home. Or, and that's a great feeling, but sometimes it can be too much as well. Yeah. But yeah, you know, so I think that this is. Uh, I'm just trying to summarize the the kind of environment you have, you you, you are on. So it, that's that's the that's what Henke is all about. You know, to yeah, improvement and yeah, let's take next step. Let's take the let's move on. Let's uh, yeah, go go forward. Believe yourself and and yeah, reach your full potential.
2: For those who don't know, uh, fika is kind of like a um, kind of like a evening meal, isn't it? Kind of like a snack, like tea, kind of yeah, get together. Yeah,
1: it things. was it was new for me also when yeah. I moved to, to Sweden. But they can have fika at any time. I thought yeah. it was like something like okay, afternoon, you know, like yeah, the, exactly. No, no, it can be in the middle of the morning. It can be at evening. Can, yeah, exactly. just okay, let's yeah. hang out, drink some yeah. tea, coffee, and uh, have uh, like a sweet. That's that's the thing.
2: Is, is he like a, would you say uh, Henrik Reeson was like a, a strict manager? Because you, you, it sounds like you, on one side, he's quite strict in terms of you've got your know, analysis to do. But at the same yeah. time, maybe you said about the Fika building a good atmosphere. What is yeah. he, his, his personality? Is It's hard to read his personality, I would say, on the touchline. Sometimes I feel like, you know, he could be um, quite hard, if you know what I mean, like maybe, yeah, or yeah. is he quite soft? Or, you know, because um, for the listeners who don't know, He's at the moment, obviously, like you just said. Now he's being linked to Malmo, for example. There's a lot of reports saying that Malmo want him to be their next manager. Um, you you obviously beat Malmo away last season. You won. You beat Aik. You beat like so many of the top teams um, in the league as well. You know what was the secret to this 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 Kalmar success? Like you said, and is he a nice guy or is he a bit you know
1: a bit mean? I, I no, he's he's a, he's a nice guy, but he's a, he's a, a great coach and a great leader. He's a great leader. He's a, he's a guy that inspires you. So he knows well, when to push you and also want to when to give you support. You know, give you the, the confidence that you need. Uh, I think he, he has a good balance. I don't know. Uh, it's hard for me to, to tell you because uh, our our experience together has been it's been great. How yeah. it's going to be next season, I don't know. You know, yeah. like it's yeah. Of course. Uh, but uh, he's, he's, he's a great uh, he he has a kind of uh, humor and a yeah, little bit ironic sometimes, uh, but in a good way. And so we have like the like the inside jokes yeah. uh, in the meetings. Um, so we we also yeah have the, the, the joke about you know being a long time in in the in the uh, yeah, clubs, uh, facilities. You know, the entire day we're there, meetings, yeah. training, meetings, training, and so on. Uh, but we see the, the the outcome of that, and and then yeah, why not? If we have to sleep at the arena, yeah, <laughs> what we do, you know, because it's worth it. Yeah. So, it, I would say he's a great leader that just inspires yeah. everyone. And So you wanna you wanna play? It's kind of coach that you wanna play for. You want to impress yeah what yeah
2: and, and a word for sort of Cal- calmar fans because it's like we've been doing this podcast you know five years or so and um i'd say calmar fans are very like they they're very passionate about the club um very yeah. dedicated even to this podcast like uh, always every yeah. week they have a question which is like really great for us um and i don't know if you know a, a famous fan called Ove peterson i don't know if you've seen him yeah of course of he, course of course, he he's a, a legend fan. he's there like every favorite. every training. Every week, for for listeners who don't know, every week uh, Calma have a fan who uh, does a little video and basically sort of says like Vin Calma Vin, which is oh, like he's brilliant. You know, he's
1: absolutely he's,
0: brilliant.
1: Like... No, he's, he's his passion about football is like he, he uh, like I said he's ninety percent of the trainings he's there. So in the morning yeah. you go to the pitch and you see him and he's there. Like same guy you see on the videos. Like it's such a. Positivity, you know, like his vibe is just like wow, this is this is so nice. Uh, and, and he's he's a great character for for, for what Commerce uh, FF uh, represents to the to the community. But I, I need to say that we have been saying English of course club, but it's not a club, it's an association. Okay, you know they, they have this. Uh, um, yeah, the fans don't like to call it a club because right. there's another football club in the in town wow. so i never knew that at all i've got to be honest i never knew that one football for any. it's that yeah. that's what it's uh yeah FF. For yeah, for any, yeah ff so they i i said it i think i i tweet was like something about club and then, like right away one fact <laughs> it's like it's not a club it's it's a foreign it's an association <laughs> it's an organization so like yeah okay then i know uh, but it's not. They are very passionate about football. It's a town that they, pfft, I, I got so impressed. You know, I, I I lived in Norway for three years, and I didn't get the same feeling as I get here in Kammer after one season. That you go out and people are just like, especially the kids, and uh, I felt just so welcome. You know, and they were like so involved with football. It was, it was of course now in Buda, everybody knows about Buda, but. Uh, I must tell you five years ago it was not like that. You wouldn't see a single flag on the on the, on the window. So uh, I I love Kamar for that and it's also a great, great city. Wow, very, very nice, very nice city. I'm happy.
2: And what what about the um, you know let's talk a little bit more about your your teammates before I think Steve might have some questions about Norway. About I mean you've already talked a little bit about GLIB, which has been yeah. very interesting. Um I mean I'm a bit sad at the moment because uh, in the all Fantasy League, Steve has actually beaten me this season, which uh, I'm very sad about. But one of the key players from the season was obviously Oliver Berg um, and and Sebastian Nanasi, who came obviously on loan from from Malmo. Just tell us about uh, some of the sort of players. I mean, you've got a really good defence behind you as well. Fourteen clean Mm -hmm. sheets. Lars Setra is one who I had in my team for quite a long time and you know, um, you seem to have a very good sort of back line as well. So could you just yeah. tell us what the atmosphere is like with the players? You know, they, they all seem to have improved this season.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, again, uh, it comes back to what I say before. I think uh, with this kind of uh, environment and with the right profiles, like Oliver Berg is such a leader for us and such a great player and professional, so humble, always uh, open to learn as Everybody else in, in the sometimes I think we are too humble. I, I, I usually say to the guys, we need to like, we are great. I'm telling you, when we face any other team in this league, they are afraid to play against us. But we, we have these uh, profiles, like Lars as well. What a, what a central defender, you know, like a uh, whole backline. Think about David, the Iceland. He's a uh, it's great, and then we had Axel Lindau, impressive with his skills. Of course, this season adapting a little bit as as a uh, right back, and uh, but he's so offensive. Also, was a great tool for us, and then we we had new one uh, who came from Sirius at New Henke, and it felt like I I remember after I think two games I, I went to him and said like it, it feels like you always been here, but he just joined after the summer, you know, like. Um, and then, of course, Shosted, Rasmus. I mean, uh, in general, we, we, we had a group that has uh, taking steps together. So I felt like most of the players, or maybe all the players, could play at their best level, you know. So I remember having this feeling in Clint, and I remember playing sleeve, players leaving to higher, to bigger leagues because of that. Of course, they are. Great talents, but if you if you are playing a team that favors you, or that you feel the importance of your own skills there, for sure you're gonna play great, and then yeah, everything is possible.
0: I'll okay. tell you what I've got a very interesting goalkeeping question for you here, Ricardo. Okay, I, okay. I've noticed that in the Alf Fensken, certainly the last two years. Set pieces seem to be becoming an even bigger thing. There's some seriously specialized long throw takers in particular. I mean, you just got to look at the Varberg match on Sunday, mm-hmm. they got scored a goal there. Um, you know, basically name uh, to stay in the league. And, um, by the way, you definitely will have more touches than any Warburg midfielders because they're just so <laughs> rude. One, uh, so, sorry, Barburg. um, but, um, how do you have a plan in place to deal with set pieces and specifically long throws? Because, this was a thing over here when we had Rory de Lapp at Stoke. Everyone was like, how do you deal with it? And some goalkeepers were terrible. But it feels like the, the best goalkeepers in Sweden this year, Samuel Brolin yourself, you seem to have a much better action plan.
1: Yeah, definitely some some teams just have that as a, their biggest threat. I think in the beginning, Hammar B score 80% almost of their goals when they had a great run if I'm not uh, wrong, uh, from, from set pieces. Uh, yeah, long throws We had a hard time against Melby. We conceded a goal that we shouldn't concede uh, at home, uh, that game. And it's, it's very hard because, like you said, <laughs> you have the ta- tactical idea. But at the end, it's so much about stepping up, take responsibility for your own role. And knowing that, okay, I trust my my guy behind me, so I'll give him support in case the ball is not mine. Uh, but you have to, to link with the defense in a way that, yeah, you just, it's like, it might sound silly, but like you have to de- decide, okay, we're not going to concede this ball, we're going to clear this, doesn't matter how. Because if you get a little bit sloppy, you're going to end up conceding goals uh and i think we we were the team that considered the least uh, one of the least scores uh by set pieces yeah exactly that if that's what i was interested yeah. but if you have yeah, specific, uh, yeah. Do, you,
0: do you have a set piece coach or do you just really work yeah we had we had level?
1: uh stefan he was very into it so we would have like a, a clear analyze but we have we had principles. so every it's not like okay we can adapt depending on the opponent. Uh, because you you try to see what's their target, what they want. If they go for second ball, like make the runs, try to you know disturb a goalkeeper and so on. But we have principles, uh, very strong ones for each zone of the of the the area. And also, I I must be very uh, active. And then, yeah, I think that also can give the defenders the feeling, okay we got a goalkeeper that is going to come here and and then i also, i i got more confidence to 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 deal with that because i know even if i go and i can i, I say not that i missed the ball but i i got the support i got the players around me protect me so that's what we do okay it's in your zone i will take the ball players around me will just protect me you know so we could just want to clear this thing Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: You have a very uh, interesting career, actually. Uh, obviously, you started off uh, over there in Brazil and then you moved up to Finland to a team called uh, uh, ROPS uh, from Rovaniemi, and then to Buda Glimt. I mean, it's incredible that you actually have played for two teams, effectively, inside the Arctic Circle. I think Rovaniemi is actually just very slightly south, uh, more known for its uh, club called FC Santa Claus, actually, one of those uh, weird yeah. names in football. <laughs> um, but uh, and then uh, obviously you moved to Turkey to Ankara Gucu. I'm terrible with Turkish pronunciations, yeah. uh, and then to Kalmar. Um, obviously at Budaglimt, you were there for a couple of seasons under Chetan Knudsen, and uh, your, your final season there, they finished second. Did you did you see coming what 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 was going to happen to Budaglimt over the next uh, three or four seasons that they would be so strong? Could you see that coming?
1: Not not really. Uh, if I would see only the football part of the of the club, yes, like the staff, the coaches, and so on, they had a clear, clear idea. Uh, I didn't feel, I feel that much from from the club, but they, I think they they learn a lot through the process, you know, uh and and they they were spot on some some of their decisions I guess uh, I mean who, who would, nobody could predict that it's just like okay now now when I look back and uh, yeah I, I've been there I can understand how it happened but at the same time it could have gone very bad because I remember our first year after getting promoted 2017 2018 we really struggled. To stay in the league, and then all the main players left for 2019. But that was the the the, the decision from the club that maybe ha- made a, like the hugest uh, impact because then the young players had to step up, and they they were yeah ready like uh, Petter, generation. And then you had like pa- Patrick Berg and you had Marius Lude. All the players are now. <laughs> Uh, some players also came back you know after having their their moved out so I didn't see that I didn't see that coming i didn't see, and, and for me i it not, not the reason that i left uh the, the reason that I left it was just because I felt i had reached i, I just uh, reached my my my, my peak. Yeah, my peak there. There was nothing more that I could learn from, 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 from Budovo. Is it hard in living in
0: the far north of, of Finland and Norway? I mean, that is really right in the Arctic Circle. Is that a difficult experience? Yeah. Just like,
1: yeah. Yeah, it's, it's of course, coming from Brazil, is it's, it's a massive, it's a massive uh, change. Uh, not only the temperature, but the culture and so on. So when I moved to Finland, I was 22 and I didn't know any English at that time. Uh, so remember there was no Brazilian teammates or no one would speak Portuguese. So I had to, yeah, work my ass off and, and try to learn and communicate from the beginning. I remember I just arrived in Finland just playing, you know, that like before a, a week there I was already making my, my debut and, and playing. It was like very intense, but uh, I don't know. Uh, I felt like... I taking the, the the right uh, the right steps, even though like moving from Brazil, but I needed to play. I needed, needed time playing, and I always wanted to to play in, in Europe. Uh, so when when I had the chance to go to Finland, even though it's not a football country or whatever, I'd say yeah, that's the chance I have now. So let's let's take it, and and then from this one, if I do well, it's gonna bring me another opportunity. That's how I've been in a way facing my, my, my entire career. You know? uh, always aiming to to play the highest level i i can play with my skills so um looking back it's of course nice to 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 see where i came from and and where i am now but uh, i still feel like i have a lot to 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 give and to to learn so as long as i have this feeling I i wanna continue playing so i hope i have at least another 10 years playing football so uh, but I, I, at Glint, I, I had to move. I had to move because I, it's not like I didn't have any problems with the board, but I just felt like, yeah, they didn't appreciate that much what I'd done, and I, like I always had this feeling in Glimt that I owned them because ah, you came from Finland, and yeah, we gave you the chance, but I, 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 I you know, I, I really, I know. I contribute a lot for, for what they, they, they built there uh in terms of uh, changing the culture and uh uh when I felt like okay this is my time, it, it was it was great and I was very happy that they succeed. You know, many could have asked, okay, do you regret? No, not at all. No even if I knew that would be the way it was, it was just like, Yeah, I need to because there were other things for me, other priorities, you know, yeah. as a football player you have to Look after yourself, your your family. You don't know tomorrow. Yeah. And if you play really? in Nordic countries, you know it's like the income. In, yeah. It's 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 not it's not there. Yeah. So there are it many factors. You know. The the my last year there was was very tough in terms of pressure. You know, they really wanted to sign a new deal and they push push. But uh, Shetty was uh, he respect me and he said, yeah, it won't affect the my decision. It's your call if you want to wait. And I was very close to go back. I was very close to go back at that. Uh, but then I got an offer from Turkey and,
2: and I decided to,
1: to go for that.
2: Do, 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 you, do you feel like, just very quick answer, like maybe one, one word or one sentence, do you feel like you have a good relationship with with Shetil still now? Or do you feel like it ended in...
1: I hope, I hope now. Definitely we have a great relationship. Even before I moved to Kalmar, I had other clubs, and I have asked his uh, his opinion. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so, I mean, he's a, he's a man that helped me a lot, and I respect, and I'm just, I couldn't be, you know, happier for for what he's achieved. I think yeah. he's, he's an unbelievable coach. And before uh, Henke, he, he, yeah, it's a great man as well. You know, so a man that I always... I, I had him like a, as a friend as well. So
2: you've you've probably worked with two of the best managers, maybe in 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 Scandinavia at the moment, you know, uh, or two of the best, you know.
1: No, uh, definitely. Uh, That's it, it, such a privilege, you know. And I, yeah. I think I have I have learned what I need to learn from Shetty, and now I'm trying to, you know, uh, take the best I can from Henke. Yeah. Uh, I hope we can work together for yeah, for, for longer. Definitely.
2: Okay um, Ricardo we're going we're not going to keep you too long cuz we said to you 10 20 minutes
1: um <laughs> uh, I mean, no. when I start talking when I start talking <laughs> it's uh, I'm telling you it just brings me so many memories uh,
2: awesome. Yeah. we don't want to take up too much of your time you just got back with your family and everything we're going to ask you some quick questions like, to to um, okay. before we ask you your final few questions so um, the first one I want to ask cool. you is uh, what's your favorite ficker? that's a question from uh, at Oscar Holt on Twitter What's your
1: favorite? Dinner bread, dinner bread. I don't know how to explain that, okay. but dinner bread is amazing. It's like, it's like a bread, right? Kind of bread. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of a croissant, but it has like a little cream on it. It's uh, it's very nice. I uh, said so who who's going to win the World Cup? <laughs> uh, I hope Brazil. I think we have a big big shot. Uh in a very good shape. Uh, I told Steve before, I think it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be a great World Cup and we we hope uh, that football wins at the end. Uh, But yeah, Brazil, yeah, definitely I'll be rooting a lot from here. Um, I'm quite uh, anxious now.
2: (laughs) Norway or Sweden or Finland to live?
1: Uh, Sweden, no question.
2: Uh, What is your favorite uh, food in a Brazilian churrascaria? Like, you know, what if you had to choose one, one from like a Brazilian uh, traditional dish?
1: Uh, picanha. We heard about picanha, it's amazing. But I also love uh, chicken heart. I know you don't You love chicken heart, yeah. We, we, we talked about that. Don't underestimate, <laughs> no. don't underestimate the chicken heart. <laughs> it's amazing. Not
2: for me, not for me, but definitely for the <laughs> meat man and, uh, and, and Ricardo. Um, uh, What's the other questions I've got for you? Ronaldo
1: or Messi? Ronaldo.
2: Um, what's the other question?
1: Messi okay. is from another planet. He's not <laughs> a human being. You know, Ronaldo is like hard work guy. I I, I relate to that.
2: Yeah. What? Who, who's the best player um, that you played against in Osvenskan this season? Like that you you know came up against that you thought wow. Uh, I have to say
1: Iremiev uh yeah you, you can say I,
2: three you can say three if you want three play the face uh Jeremy else? Else?
1: yeah yeah hacking players they were all three, <laughs> all three yeah they were like yeah we the the only top team that we, we didn't manage to 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 beat yeah yeah it's true this season
2: best like, team, uh, apart from Kalmar, in, in Sweden in terms of atmosphere maybe that you feel like you had a great you enjoyed playing?
1: I love the atmosphere at the Tele2 Arena but I hate the pitch. Uh, football is not playing artificial. Uh, you got me.
0: Yeah, it's a difficult. It's, we have this old uh, grass against uh, artificial debate all the time. And in Sweden of course there's a lot more grass pitches and certainly in Norway there's hardly a grass pitch around these days. But in Sweden yeah. it's... Um, I mean, atmosphere-wise, I think uh, I always look at uh, Gothenburg there, but um, the certain the Swedish the stock opened one also.
1: Yeah, oh, and and then... many many big games to play here. That's mm. uh, mm. it was great. In home we had a very good atmosphere as well. So yeah. at the end, like every game had his own uh, special feeling. So <laughs> I was impressed by that. Fantastic,
2: really good stuff. And then um, t- just two final questions, basically. Num- number one, like. Uh, do you do you sort of analyze your games? You know, I know Henrik makes you, but do you, you know, do you enjoy that? If you know what I mean, and and uh, is that something that you quite enjoy doing? And and how do you do that? Like, do you watch the matches? Um,
1: yeah, I, I do it for a long time. I think since I moved uh, from Brazil, I've been yeah as as much as I can get as data I, I use. Uh, maybe when I was younger, I I, w- I wouldn't use that wise. enough. I would be too hard on myself. Not that I'm not now, but I can be more reasonable and uh, move on, you know. So, yeah, we do analyze uh, right after the game. Uh, We have a team meeting. It might take an hour or two. Uh, No, not that. one hour. (laughs) Yeah, but then I have, uh, like, uh, with the goalkeeper coach, we always analyze everything as well. Uh, And I I love that. That's what uh, moves me, you know, like... I'd uh, rather uh, have uh, like a criticism and like uh, we mostly we look what we need to do better okay there are things that okay we we had this targets for uh, certain matches and then you go like okay this was good because we we wanted that but we're always looking what can we do better what can we improve yeah. uh, and and i i love that uh, i think that's really important for me to to feel like okay I'm, I'm taking steps. I'm uh, I'm 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 looking for, yeah, improvement. As I said before, improvement. Yeah, yeah, in general. So
2: it, it's like you. Uh, we I know we watch you a lot. Obviously, we watch a lot of the games, and you've made some like incredible saves this season. You know, I can think of some of the games where you've put, pulled out some brilliant saves. How mentally, like psychologically, how 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 hard is it when you make a mistake, like as a goalkeeper? Like if you were giving advice to other goalkeepers. <laughs>
1: I think the, the, the hardest thing is not to, to make a mistake. Uh, I think uh, when when it happened, it's just, um, I mean, you you don't even process it. If you are very uh, well prepared uh, and you know that you, you've done everything you, you could, it, it doesn't really hurt. I think what hurts the most is when you make a mistake because you you're afraid of something so this uh, this is also uh thing that i i've I've changed Uh, during the years i've learned that yeah the way i i play i i move by by willing to make it right instead of okay not making wrong you know what i mean so yeah it sounds might sound the same thing but when it comes to your mind it works completely different so Yeah, you're going to make mistakes. I take that sometimes risks. I I make uh, bad judgments. Uh, I have had uh, individual mistakes this season. Unfortunately, a big one against Hammarby in the beginning of the game. Uh, And of course, that in a way hurts, but in the game, you don't feel it. Uh, Definitely, you you cannot. Because otherwise, I have had experience before <laughs> well it, it did, but it's like a decision you have to make uh, and accept that they, it will come because if you're again like I said if you everything you do, you're trying to not make a mistake, then you're, you're, your your targets is yeah you like thinking about the mistake instead of no, I'm gonna do everything, make it right the best way and then when you trust and you are, have like conviction with what you do, even when you make a mistake, like Henke, when we analyze, you say, yeah, you make a mistake here, but you have covered 10 balls that have saved us in yeah. this way. So, if you made a mistake, we need to cover you up and help you there, because it will happen sometimes, yeah. and everyone will make mistakes. Yeah, uh, amazing. Good insight. So, I think Chris. that's the kind of m- m- mindset you need to work yeah. on, uh, but you need the the. the the staff, the, the coach, the your teammates to back you up because yeah. the worst feeling as a goalkeeper is when you feel alone. Yeah. Because if you feel alone, then you play your own game and you make your saves and then you don't care about the, the game anymore. Yeah. And I, I don't want to play for that. I want to play for winning. That's my main goal. If I win and I make 10 mistakes, I don't care. Yeah. At that game, of course, I need to work better next time. Yeah. But I want to win. I, I don't care if I play perfect game and, and we end up losing. That's not why I play football, you know. So you need to to find your, your <laughs> yourself. And, yeah, <laughs> the balance. Because it's yeah. but you, you have to remain true to yourself. You need to know who you are as a real people, who you want to be, and I have it more clear now. And I have found the, the, the environment that helps me with that. So I think that's one of the reasons that I had succeed this, this season, for sure.
2: And then final question, amazing, like you've been so, you know, really amazing insight. Um, we looked at your transfer obviously you got a contract till 2023. Uh, a lot of rumours about Kalmar players at the moment, you know, just because he had such a great season, finishing fourth. You finished mm-hmm. above Malmo, you finished above AIK, you finished above EF Coyoteborg. Like um, rumours about Henker, maybe Reidstrom, maybe moving to Malmo. Um can you put to bed any rumors about you maybe leaving is there any interest um, and if not obviously like you said you love calma um what's your ambitions maybe you said you want to play for 10 more years like what, yeah. what are your ambitions yeah. uh, in the future maybe
1: yeah uh, at at the moment um i really want to enjoy this this situation this moment this time with with my family home and get the feeling like really, I want to really appreciate everything that happened this season because I'm not there yet. I Mm. need maybe a few more days. Have you got your trophy? Um, Have you got your trophy with you? Yeah, I brought, I brought everything actually in my bags. I was so concerned that I would uh, break uh, (laughs) the prices, but no, they're, they're good here. (laughs) They're home. They're safe. They're safe. Um, But in football, you never know. We talked before Steve, uh, Sometimes it's not even up to you. So I, what I can say, I can't control anything now. I know I have control with Kalmar. I'm happy there. And if you give me a clean sheet now for next season to draw any kind of dream I have, I don't know what to, what to say, what I want, because I, I really I just want to live this moment. And uh, I said it during the season as well, Like for as long as I feel like in Kalmar I have a big purpose, and the uh, associations' uh, goals and ambitions match mine. I want. I want to continue. You know, as long as I feel like okay, I, am I'm improving. I'm being like, I'm adding something to to Kalmar, and uh, I'm getting back as well. I, I want to be there. You know, I have such a good uh, relationship with the fans from the beginning as well. But the way they have received my family, they really feel home there. You know. Uh, Romario, Mario uh, not only a great player but a great man his family just opened their front doors uh, for, for us and that also really helped uh, so we have everything in place in common but you know how it is in football and it's the yeah. same for Henke he's happy there and we, we talk we talk now The I say before before uh, I left uh, and we, we both agree. Let's just leave this moment. We, we don't know about tomorrow. But uh, we want to be calmer right. now. Yeah. And we are. We have contract. So that's what I can say. And about future, I, I don't know where, where my my career will bring me. But for sure, uh, I want to really enjoy the game for as long as I can. Because it's it, it, it takes a lot. You know, uh, you, sometimes you, you get exhausted of it you know guys how it is uh but also gives you a lot as well and if you if you find your purpose doing this uh then you cannot do anything else so uh, i really hope i can stay healthy and and, and have a a long long career ahead yeah i've got one
0: question one question before (laughs) we go you'll like this one actually i feel a bit like gary neville on the overlap here Imagine imagine this is the last minute of a game of a cup final. You are leading one. You are leading one nil. Okay. The opposition have got given a penalty. Okay. It's going to be the last kick of the game. You can't. Mm. You cannot pick yourself here. Which goalkeeper Mm. in the world right now do you want to try and save that penalty?
1: Right now, Mm. uh, Porto's goalkeeper. Oh yeah, Costa. Costa. Yes, he's. I mean. I mean, the, the, the chance that he's going to save again, maybe is very low, you know, because he's, he saved everything. But uh, ah, the guy has got some skills now. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, At the moment, you know how it is football. You have to pick who is best now. And tomorrow is going to be a new one. But now, I think he's, he's done him incredibly well. Diego Melas da Costa.
0: Yeah, he's of linked with yeah. United. with him apparently. Yeah, very good answer. Thank you. And
2: I'm gonna to have to do one more question because I was gonna ask something. What What you said about you don't have control about where you you know you said sometimes players don't have control. Yeah. Uh, how, because uh, the business, the business side of football in terms of like, obviously sometimes it might not be it might be the club or an agent or something like that that wants to work the market a little bit. You know what I yeah. mean? Can you just like you said there? Like sometimes you don't have. Can you just explain that a little bit in terms of are, are there situations? Maybe no, well, situation? Yeah,
1: what, what, what we talked before, remember, Steve is like if you taking steps in your career and so what what, what we said before, and I think is quite right. is like if if certain offer comes, there 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 are some things that you cannot say no hmm. because. You cannot go backwards if you if you can take steps forward you will you know what's this step forward i don't know now mm. I, I cannot tell you and for sure for me to take me away from where i am now in calmer has to be something really really attractive really like life changing yeah. but if that comes uh we will I be wrong if I move. I I cannot. It's like yeah. I cannot say no. You know maybe what I mean.
2: Not, maybe not for you, but have you ever seen that in 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 football where a player like is loving where he is, but then, like I said, the club or the an agent or something wants yeah. to move him. Have you seen yeah. that? Is that normal or you know do you know do you know what I mean? Like just to understand a player. Yeah.
1: yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it, but but then it depends how uh, how the player is, his personality, and how much he is influenced by his agent Mm. or sometimes his family or sometimes the whole environment because uh, I think only a few times the player does what he really wants. Mm. My decision is about my family now, mainly. Mm. I have taken decision in my career that was about me taking a new step. When I moved to Turkey, it was about my family. You know, now it was about me and my family in Kamer, and it was a perfect match. Yeah. So it, it depends the profile of the player, but yes, there's many, 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 many situations where you feel like yeah, he was pushed out, or he had to go. Mm. Uh, he didn't want. He was happy there. Yeah, and then yeah. Uh, Never really ends up uh, in a good way, I think. You can yes, see exactly. the outcomes sometimes. You wonder, like, why this player didn't succeed. Maybe at the first place, he never wanted to, to move. Yeah, so I well, think we, uh, it's, so, it's so much about the business. We talked yeah. before, Steve, that you don't see players staying in the same club for a longer time anymore because I think not even the clubs want that. It's like such a rotation, you need 100%. to just okay, yeah. come players come in, move out. They don't want to, on most of the clubs, they don't want to have those players with the, like the, to be the club's face for such a long time because they also get power. They also get more influence over everything that's decided. Uh, but then when it comes to business, that can be tricky. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's a shame, you know, because the game loses uh, a lot. I, I'll, I'll be a player that I would love to play my whole career in the same club if I would find a place where I would. but I know that's not possible because the club yes. will not appreciate you yeah. Uh, yeah. and if you yeah if at some point you're not performing the way they want another player will come and, and take your place and nobody will ever remember so it's like it's hard to be to, to say that but you have to be some uh, certain way of selfish yeah. like you have to look <laughs> after you and your family at the end for as difficult that that can be because yeah. i really care i don't want to play in a place that i i don't care about uh, what's going on there you know i I want to like i said every, everywhere I've been, i i always say like when i live here i want to leave this place uh, better than when i when I, uh, when I came you know and one day i want to come back here and uh, be uh you know welcome in, in the front door i don't want to i always want to leave the doors open yeah uh, but fascinating. It's, it's, fascinating. it's difficult. But it's difficult. It's, yeah. uh, it's tough because you cannot please uh, everybody. Yeah, of course. Well, you
2: described you described Camar
1: and uh, Ricardo
2: as a perfect match. So we'll, we'll leave it there. That yeah. could even be the episode title. You know, yeah, well. yeah, yeah. yeah a perfect matches is, yeah. is great, and you've been you know fantastic this season. Congratulations on winning Allsvenskan best goalkeeper. You know, it's a huge achievement. So, um again, thank, thank you, guys. I'm so happy. I'm so happy to
1: join you guys. I think thank you. you've been perfect. absolutely I, I brilliant. I I I needed this. uh You know, now I can yeah close can the close the book. <laughs> 2022 is over. Just yeah. closing the. So the only, the only one thing you've got to do
2: this season now is retweet when we uh, when we post it. <laughs> your okay.
1: Podcast. No problem. No problem. <laughs> I'm joking. I'll do it right. right away.
2: But um, no, thank you so much, Ricardo Friedrich. Um, we wish you all the best. Nice. Time. Thank and, you uh, very hope much see indeed. See you again, again soon. Enjoy your time in Brazil.
1: See you next season, huh?
2: Yeah, Feliz Feliz Natal. go and win that league next season. Do it.
1: Right? Smash it next season. <laughs> oh, fine, thank man. you so
2: much. Cool. Thank you so much, Ricardo.
1: Thank you, guys.
0: That was Ricardo Friedrich on the Nordic Football Podcast. We thank him once again for his generous time. And what was a fantastic interview, one of my favourite ever on the Nordic Football Podcast. You can actually follow Ricardo on Twitter um, at r1friedrich. And you spell that F-R-I-E-D-R-I-C-H. But uh, well worthy of the Alsvenskan uh, Goalkeeper of the Year Award. Absolutely brilliant interview and we wish him all the very best for the future. You can follow the podcast at Nordic Pod. You can follow Jonathan Fadugba at uh, JF Football, and you can follow myself, Steve Wiss, at Meatman Soccer. We'll be back for more very soon, but once again, goodbye from this episode and thanks again to Ricardo.